Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. It means it's Thursday, episode 124 of your Keeping Score at Home. Guests in studio and elsewhere include... Andy Rappernard. Uh, I guess Mike... Oh. Oh, I thought you wanted Mike to go next. I Sorry. don't care. Featuring Mike Gelfand. Featuring. Featuring. And starring Desi Arnaz. <laughs> we'll be back after this exciting announcement from our sponsors. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Hey folks, it's Brian Zepp, and spring is finally here. If you're like me, you're seriously ready for some wind therapy. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. Have you ever seen a squawk stairs? Well, look at mine. The people on the street have all seen better times. I love listening to her sing. Almost makes you forget about the 70 mile an hour winds. Oh, God. It, it, Tom, it's, it's just terrible up here. It's snowing. There's Gusty winds, traffic signs are blowing over. It's like, <laughs> yep. Well, it is April. Pretty bad. April is not the greatest month to be living in Minnesota. There's no doubt about it. Now you're coming back Saturday, just in time for Easter. Yep, coming back on Saturday for the for eight months. All right. So next week, when we're in studio, Mike, do you ever consider driving all the way to the West End and joining us live? That week, we could work on our timing. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'm uh, I'm getting my uh, my double my double booster this week. Okay. Ooh. Uh, actually, tomorrow. So I feel like you know, a week after that, I'll be I'll be pretty much uh, pretty much uh, good to go. That'd be cool if you could come in. It'd be it'd be fun to do this face to face. Rather, I think we do a pretty good job in remote locations and stuff. But it's it's not quite the same as being in the same room. That's I true. Think. Yeah, definitely true. Because it's more fun when Tom talks to roll your eyes and look at the other people in the room and snicker. <laughs> <laughs> you 
Yeah, you're hilarious, pal. Well, it's also conceivable that, you know, since I do live, uh, you know, about a mile away, that somebody could just pick me up because uh, I don't like to drive uh, unless I absolutely have to. And, uh, and I find that my fellow motorists don't like me to drive <laughs> at all. <laughs> do they give you certain hand signals as you're going there are certain 15 hand miles signals, an hour you know, down yeah. Minnetonka Boulevard? I, I like to refer to them as nonverbal cues. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, there was a guy getting nonverbal cues on the way to the podcast on the uh, uh, Cedar Avenue, where it goes over the Minnesota River just before oh, you get sure. to 494. He's driving about a $10 Toyota Echo. There's very few <laughs> body parts that are actually left. I, he looked like he was stoned out of his mind, and he was going 25 miles an hour in the center lane. And the speed limit there is 65, oh, which in Minnesota God. translates to slightly under 80 unless yep. it's snowing, and then you go 100. And, oh, my God, I'm surprised he didn't get killed. <laughs> I know. And Toyota Echoes were not known for their speed, but I think they were actually engineered to go faster than 25 <laughs> on would, the interstate. Yeah. I mean, that's like a golf so. cart. <laughs> you know, I'm, I am the elderly driver who drives in uh, concentric circles to avoid the... Uh, to avoid the, uh, you know, the, the what do they call those things again? Left-hand uh, turns? I, uh, the, uh, you know, it's, no, the uh, roundabouts. Ah. Oh. oh, the roundabouts, yeah. I hate roundabouts, you know, partly because I actually can't see out of uh, about the, from the, out the middle out of my right eye. Ooh. Really? So it's kind of makes it a little bit difficult that, when you've got things coming at you from all from directions. The right, yeah. Is that macular degeneration? No, actually, it was uh, it was a subretinal hemorrhage Jesus. that uh, the, which turns out it turns out that your blood is toxic to your to your uh, to your eye to yeah to your retina. It's inflammatory. And, uh, yeah. But but the thing is, see now, like like the average person who's nearsighted, you know, maybe has a uh, maybe has a prescription of minus let's say three. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't aware of their prescription. They don't much think about it. But my right. my uh, my prescription is minus nineteen. Okay, Mike, I'll pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> Point yeah, I can make is when you're that nearsighted, terrible things happen to your eyes. Oh, oh I bet, I bet that's true. Yeah, because well, what happens is, is you know your your cornea bulges out, and your retina gets stretched until it's like a rubber band. It just gets stretched and stretched until it breaks. Jesus. Oh. Welcome to the club. <laughs> My stepmom, who was will be turning ninety, I think next Friday. I gotta get something in the mail that reminds me. She's got that macular degeneration, and it's really it's interesting because her peripheral vision is is pretty decent, right. but it's right. just, she can't see anything a foot in front of her face. Yeah, and the macula is uh, right in the basically right in the middle there, so that makes sense. Weird. The uh, I used to talk occasionally. Uh, I had a friend who uh, lived in the uh, independent living tower. Uh, over in St. Uh, one of them over in St. Louis Park, and so I used to talk to the people in the building. And the thing I heard very commonly from people who were, you know, in their seventies, eighties, occasionally nineties, was, uh, you know, uh, thank God I can still drive. I, you know, I, I, I don't want to lose my independence. And my thought was always, all right, so you have nine specialists. You're, uh, you're having, uh, you know, you're having your, uh, you just had your, your third heart attacks. You've got various forms of cancer, and 
and also of course you know you uh, you gotta uh, you gotta go to the uh, to the to the uh, kidney foundation three days a week. Uh, how exactly is this independence? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have no independence. You are entirely dependent. Right. It is a freedom thing, though. I get it. Unfortunately, it I've got four parents, well, three parents now, but they've all gracefully turned in the keys before they were forced to. And that's that's a difficult yeah. stage of life, I think, for a lot of people sure. to go through. And, oh, hell yeah. yeah. And with my dad, you know, he, of course, having dementia, he uh, he would and he 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 would he was a, you know he was a member of the greatest generation anyway and those guys they never never acknowledged any weakness because nope. after all they were in the case of my dad he was in the army when he was nineteen you know fighting to save democracy and you just you know my dad was hated authority as much as I do but you you get at that point you know you can't you can't say oh I got to think about this before I do it. You just follow directions, and well, that stayed with them all their life. He could never say he had any weakness. So he just, you know, he told me once that he would consider turning in his keys when he turned 100. <laughs> well, it is the generation it. that invented the phrase, I'll give you something to cry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. There were some tough folks. Well, my dad was a very gentle guy for the most part, but there was so much anger brewing inside mm-hmm. him, you know. And that's why when he when he had dementia, of course, what happens with dementia is your frontal lobe starts to go, and then as as they say, you know, your executive, your executive uh, uh, authority, your executive uh, authority, the part of your brain that basically allows you to not do what you want to do, you know, that goes away. The executive function is gone, and then at that point, of course, is you know people. All the things that they've been resisting and, and fighting against all their life just start to happen. So I always said, you know, uh, I, I prayed for a masturbator, but uh, unfortunately I got a warrior. <laughs> Did you hear about that guy in the news? Is that why you brought that up? No, I don't, some, I don't, we don't know what you're talking about, Tom. Some guy, uh, Andy, you could look up the story because you, you're going to need to freshen it up, no doubt about it, but some guy apparently was masturbating and got his heart rate so high that he literally fluid rushed to every part of his body and it almost killed him. Have you ever heard of that? You know, that guy needs better porn and maybe a lubricant. (laughs) Chad, lubricant would probably be good. Trying too hard. Andy, would you check that out and see if you can find that? I don't really know how to... Google <laughs> I don't know if you want to Google yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> really. Well, I, I thought the worst thing that could happen was you'd go blind, but that may be no. worse. What about he, the I literally palms? almost died. That's pretty bad. Wow. What is? What about the hairy palms, I said? Yeah, hairy palms, how that's old? true. Yeah. Roughly how old was this person, Tom? I think it was like 53, if I remember correctly. I think. He I think. mastered it by then. <laughs> Figured well, it out. You would think. He's going to have something to talk about at his next incel meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's true. Yeah, I'll, I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll try to track it down before the show's over. But he, I, I don't even remember where he was from. But he he literally almost died from masturbating. Wow. Are you talking about the Japanese man? I don't know. Well, because it's got to be either last Japan year. or Florida. One of the two. two <laughs> Japan or Florida. <laughs> well, that's you real Google, nice. You get the one story, and it's a guy from Japan. <clears throat> and what did it, what was it called? What was what the, called? The thing that hit him, it, was, it had a name, the disease or whatever it is. It is called a stroke. Or malady. Was it a stroke? It was a stroke then. 
Uh, yes, seems to be. And his body filled up with fluid? Why? That doesn't seem right. That does seem probably because of all the fluid he was unable to release. See? Mike got it. it. Mike dialed it in. I mean, you're probably thinking, (laughs) I mean, he had a subarachnoid hemorrhage, which means that part of his head filled up with blood, but... Right. I mean, that's not his entire body filling with fluid. That doesn't even make sense. I don't even know well, what that Well, apparently would be. that's what happened. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just reporting what came down the wire this morning. That's all I'm like saying. like a total breakdown of the lymphatic system or something. If anybody suppose, has yeah. some masturbation stories they'd like to share on the last <laughs> ever you. edition of Car Selling Secrets, the <laughs> talk and text real. line is open at 561-228-4061. What do you mean the last ever uh, Car Selling Secrets? gets a hold of this, he'll go... <laughs> They fold it up. They were talking about naughty things again. No, it's not naughty things. We're trying to help people out to learning how to whack it. <laughs> you know, you know my reaction to, to this is my reaction to this is uh, with a Dima like that who needs friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a very good point. Mike's very been doing solid some point. prep work. Gotten it. Yeah. Just, you know, it's the uh, I gotta, I gotta try in, in my own little and inadequate way to to fill in the joke writing uh, 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 abilities that we lost in the last year. Oh God, real. have we ever lost a few? Yep, we well, have lost. Unfortunately, been... comedians are not known for their longevity. No, that's true. Too. That's true. They 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 have probably a few years longer expected uh, life than uh, country singers. Yeah, for real. You guys talk amongst yourselves for a minute. I'm going to try to find something that <clears throat> I wanted them to play in KQ, but they just they wouldn't. Well, I think it was technical difficulty, so well, discuss so for a minute. Someone just texted in and said that the story Dad was thinking of was air escaped from his lungs. So I'm thinking that what happened was the blood pressure increased so much that the there was a weakness in his lungs, which That's caused what him it to was. collapse, which gave him yep. probably pneumothorax, if I had to guess. That's that's the story. So thank you to the listener. Appreciate it. As always, our listeners came through big for us. Oh, Typical. Yeah, here we go. I just uh, googled pneumothorax masturbation. And there you go. <laughs> well, that's there all you is. had to do. Oh, Why didn't I that? think of that? I don't know. It's, it's, it's blatantly <laughs> obvious. Where that guy? Where was that guy from? He was Swiss, and he was only twenty. Swiss. So, ooh, twenty. Really? <clears throat> yeah, Jesus. he had. Uh, yeah, he had uh, air. Yeah, that's what you were thinking of. The air apparently got even up to his skull somehow. Yeah, it was in, yep, it did. Yep. Wow. He must have had that's, some uh, pretty bad, uh, well, pretty bad a lot of things. <laughs> that's the worst case of auto asphyxiation <laughs> I've heard of. It's very auto. Yeah, you can't get much more auto than that. I suppose not. See, we're talking car selling secrets, and the word auto came up. What do you think, Doug? <laughs> Perfect. Ah, there you go. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that's so you can uh, try to uh, put the word autoerotic into your next ad. <laughs> well, we got T.S. Eliot in the last <laughs> Nissan true. commercial. There you go. Mike, you would have been proud true. of that. I had Tom reading the opening line from The Wasteland. I think See, it probably oh. went over well with the KQ audience. That's a good one, though. Well, I probably did go over well with the KQ audience. Yeah. Very highly educated, phenomenal people. That's all I have to tell you, Buster Brown. All right, Andy, I just emailed you a link to a SoundCloud uh, clip. That is a, you know, I've been on 
doing <laughs> talking on the radio with Tom for 15 years, and I think I've saved maybe four or five different clips, and this is one of my favorite ones, when Tom had Gilbert in the studio and oh, threw me right into the deep end of the pool. So, <laughs> Of course we did. I, I just I love we? this. This is just fabulous. This is probably... Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Doug Sprinthal. Now, Gilbert, Doug Sprinthal, Jew, not a Jew. Oh, Sprinthal? <laughs> I'm going to say Jew. <laughs> Doug? Doug is not a Jew name. <laughs> yeah, just go with the first. Sprinthal? <laughs> Hmm. I'd have to see how it's spelled. <laughs> With a silent Z. <laughs> the silent Z. Now, now uh, Doug, i got to believe that uh, you know, you'd love to talk to Gilbert Gottfried about automobiles. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he's a huge aficionado. Most New Yorkers are. He's looking for one right now. We were just on Craigslist together. Oh, perfect. Now, didn't they used to call the Cadillac the Jew-mobile? <laughs> Well, I have heard the bills referred to as Jew canoes in the in the Jew canoe, yeah. <laughs> this hey, show do me is a done. favor. Don't uh -oh, don't send this copy to Paul. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> won't be going to Paul. We'll, we'll all be out of a gig. Oh Jesus! I think the show might be canceled after yes. today. Jesus, there's Jews. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, he was one, you know. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Jesus. Both Jesus and Moses, Jews. Uh, <laughs> you know, the mobster wing of my family. Are you going to be on the podcast this afternoon? Oh, okay. Yes, I think he's coming in to do the oh, Tom yes. Bernard. Yes. Oh, be, I'm gonna, I, oh, I wish I could make it a minute. There we go. There SoundCloud, we go. I never use it. Yeah, I miss him. That was just, it was just. Oh, I know. He was so I guess bad. he'd been ill for a while that I don't know that anybody knew, but. I, yeah, no, I think he kept it a secret. Someone in the chat actually said, uh, yeah, he had um, muscular dystrophy that took mm -hmm. out his heart. Yeah, and it was kind of a, it was a form of it that's pretty rare. Yeah, he had a right. um, inherited, like a genetic, it's called myotonic dystrophy specifically. Yeah. Very yeah, rare. Right. And yeah, it's always inherited. For those that haven't seen it, there's a wonderful documentary about him that's probably yes. four or five years old. Interestingly enough, uh, called Gilbert, uh, but it's it's a very he was. I was surprised he was as open as he was. I mean, you really got a sense that you got to know who he really was, what he was like as a person. Yeah, he actually had a, 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 a deep baritone. Well, I guess it would be inherently deep, but he had a kind of a baritone voice. Yeah. And when you heard him talk, which I did a few times, you know, out of character, it was, it was startling at first. It was, yeah. yep. Yeah, I remember I called him one time. I gave him a call to see if he wanted to be on. And I hear this, hello. I said, hi, is uh, Gilbert there? Yes, this is Gilbert. Who's this? I said, uh, it's Tom Bernard. How you doing? <laughs> All yeah, of a sudden. Yeah. yeah, he did have a very pleasant-sounding voice, actually. It was a very... Very nice voice he had. He's yeah. like, uh, what's that other that comedian who was always in character all the time? Andy Kaufman. Well, Andy Kaufman's one of them, but he had many characters. Well, there was emo. Emo. That's yep. what I was thinking of. There you go. He was always in character, just like that. Yeah, yeah. I booked him, you know, to uh, to play a casino in Northern Wisconsin when I was booking comedy acts, and. Uh, he, uh, of course, it, it didn't go over too well. With I was going to say, were you mad at him or something? <laughs> no, but, well, you know, I mean, I, I was able to negotiate a, uh, a fee which was favorable to him. 
and uh, and I told them straight up, these people aren't going to like you. <laughs> but uh, but I get to book whoever I want, and I, I was a big fan of emo, so he uh, he he did his set, and uh, the only person in the audience there wasn't much of an audience either, but the only person laughing was me. I just felt like a professional shill, and uh, so he gets off stage, uh, he, and uh, and he said, "Let's get out of here." So we we uh, we went to talk in his room, and he opened the door to his room through the mop on top of his head across the room like against the wall and he and and then he said to me he said my god this is like a dystopian nightmare here and this is the first time i'd heard him talk out of character but um he oh, had a yeah. very pleasant voice too he did i always liked emo i haven't talked to emo in years now i, I don't know I, boy, I, since since covid i haven't heard a word about him i haven't either yeah it's it's tough it's very tough on comics, that's for sure. Fellas, oh God, we're yes. at 20 minutes. Let's take a quick break. I do have a couple of car stories we can kick around. Love it. Get us a little bit back on track, but I'd actually more rather talk about comedians. It's more fun. We'll be right back after these uh, words from our sponsors. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here, and I'm excited to tell you about a well-being and weight loss program I personally know works. It's called Continuum Weight and Well-Being. So why Continuum? Because if you're like most of their clients, you've tried countless programs and the DIY version of weight loss. If you're back at square one and just not happy with your weight, health, and how you're feeling, great news. Continuum is doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They don't just focus on weight loss. They're upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation and find out more today. Simply go to their website 
ContinuumWeightWellbeing.com or call them or text them at 952-491-6527. The Continuum team, Nancy, Danette, and Kelly, are looking forward to getting you healthier today. We are back with Car Selling Secrets. While we were on break, uh, Andy got a text from a listener asking you if we could ever have Dave Mordahl on. I haven't, and Dave was one of the voices in that old clip with Gilbert Gottfried, obviously. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to Dave in a while, but listener, if you're interested, you can go to carsellingsecrets.com, go into the archives, and there's an episode he was on. I want to say it was a year and a half ago. It was right around Christmas time, and it was really, it was really fun to have him in the studio. Might have been two and a half years ago. It's amazing how time flies. Let's see. That was, yeah, December 19th, 2019. Okay, two and a half years ago. <laughs> yeah, yep. close enough. Well, interestingly enough, when the gals from Continuum left, they'd say, how long have you been on? And Andy looked it up, and the Tom Bernard uh, Family Podcast will celebrate its 10th year this August. I yep. can't yep. believe it's I been know. that long. It's a long time. I was 25 when it started. And no kids, you weren't married, you hadn't met no. Melissa yet? Nope. You're living downtown and swinging bachelor? I was still living in St. Paul when we started this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Time God, flies. were you really? Yes, I, I was. I remember, I remember making the drive uh, over the Itasca building with Bella, having her wine in the front seat the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> that was always fun. I bet. I did I did like that old studio. I know it was kind of crazy expensive and it was hard to park. <laughs> yeah, it sure was. I love the potheads that ran the sandwich shop downstairs. Yep. They yeah. made yeah. some they of the best amazing. sandwiches I've ever had. Just took Better half to an take hour. them half an hour yep. to make one. It sure <laughs> did. It did. You're yeah, right. It took forever to get a sandwich. No, Emo is touring with Weird Al, and he will be at the Minneapolis State Theater July 24th. Oh, cool. Yeah. Too bad it's sold out. Yeah, they're best buddies. Are they? Yeah. Hmm. We should see if we can get him in the podcast. That'd be a tall order, but we can try. Why not? Well, not? I don't think so. I think he'd come in. And hey, Emo's Gil- always been great. We just won't tell him Mike Gelfand's on because he's probably still pissed about the Northern yeah, Wisconsin <laughs> Casino. <laughs> <laughs> he's the son of a bitch who booked me in Monaco. Almost ruined my career. I'm never talking to him again. That's all I know. Yeah, we could get him on, I bet. I don't think it'd be much of a problem. Yeah, I'll just have to reach out to him and see. A couple of car stories, and and we are guest-free, so if anybody wants to call in, the number again is 561-228-4061. In the automotive world, other than the chip shortage, almost all the news is about electric, and I'm not going to read these entire Mm -hmm. stories, just touch on a couple of them. Uh, Ford is going to officially fire up the production of their F-150 Lightning all-electric pickup on April 26th. Um, this looks like just a smash that Ford has come up with. They cut the orders off at 200,000 uh, because they, you know, they can only make them so fast. They're in the process of building new assembly plants and battery plants down south. Should be a big day for Ford. General Motors and Honda are teaming up to uh, uh, go in together and building inexpensive electric vehicles. There's a few years off, but here's a quiz for everybody. Uh, guess what the average new vehicle transaction price was in 2021, last year? Dollars. I wouldn't even average know. selling price of a new car is basically. 24000 Mike Gelfan, what's your guess? You're a Jeopardy winner. <laughs> well, uh, wholesale, I'd say uh, <laughs> I was a sort of a winner. And we won't need to go into that. 
But, um, yeah, I, I'd say about uh, 42.5. Tom? Uh, Tom? Did he drop off? He did not, so I don't know what his problem huh. is. He got bored to death. Well, I guess he left. I'll just keep going. It was actually $47,000, wow. which was up $6,000 from a year before. So GM and Honda are teaming up to build crossovers together uh, starting in 2027, and they are planning to introduce sub-$30,000 all-electric vehicles, which... You know that's that's that one of the things, knocks against yes. electrics is that they're you know the cars are so expensive. The reality is almost all new cars have gotten incredibly expensive. Well, so you said yeah. the transaction price is forty six, right? Forty seven. Yeah. Uh, what does an F one fifty go for? Um, actually, the if I remember, the starting price of the Lightning is thirty nine nine. So, wow, there must be a lot of luxury car buyers there out there. There are, then. Huh. and the other side of it is that you know in a normal inventory market. Uh, the manufacturers put on a lot of rebates and incentives, like typically. Oh, this in isn't the Ford, including rebates. No, that's what people pay for them. So, oh, okay. and because the inventories are so low, huh. all the manufacturers are going well. You know, they're selling them faster than we can make them. We don't need to subsidize the sales, so they've pulled the incentives away. That's really what's driven up the transaction oh. price. It's not right. that the cars themselves have become. A ton more expensive. Although Tesla, interestingly, raised their prices pretty dramatically in the last quarter. I think the Model Three, their 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 entry level car, went from thirty five to like forty eight thousand um, dollars. But that's really what's driving it is low inventory and, and high. That demand, makes sense. So they yeah, don't high the, demand, low supply. That makes sense. And in the in the domestic truck world, typically those rebates. For the Chevy Silverado, regular Ford F-Series pickup trucks, uh, uh, you don't call them Dodge Rams; they're just called Rams now. Is you know in the order of seven, eight, nine thousand dollars. So a, a typical discount on one of those in normal times would be about twelve thousand dollars, but that's kind of gone away. Um, the next piece of exciting news, and I really wish Tom was here to hear this, but I'm was, here. Oh, you I'm are. Sorry. No, Jude. Jude had to go out for a second. Sorry ah. about that. Jude, the craziest dog I've ever met. He's pretty Indeed. crazy, yeah. <laughs> he is crazy. I'll tell you my favorite Jude story before I get back to Nissan. So it was when you guys had the old house, and we were still doing the podcast downtown. I, I gave Catherine a ride home for, I don't remember what the reason is, and it's not germane to the story, but it was late October, uh, Jude's outside, oh, and it's windy, windy and, there's, yep. oh, and your oh, old house God. is surrounded by oak trees. Yep. This dog apparently thought he was being a. T it was like uh, mm -hmm. space invaders. Yeah. Oh, with yeah. Jude running around as the leaves are falling down. <laughs> Jude's trying to pick them off. He has and to get every just, single leaf. Yep. It's insane. I looked at Catherine. I was like, "What's wrong with him?" Because I don't know. <laughs> well, you wouldn't think looking at him that he could turn and like leap like he can. Yeah. Because he looks like one of those dogs that's like you know has a difficult time standing up. But yeah. No. As soon as he sees a leaf, he's uh, about as agile as it gets. Or he goes crazy for he leaves. Sure it's, he goes psychotic over blowing leaves in the wind. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. So speaking of leaves, uh, <laughs> Nissan yeah. is uh, the, one of the, they're probably the farthest in the race to get away from lithium batteries in cars. They've been developing solid-state batteries for a long time. Uh, uh, Toyota has invested about $11 billion in this technology as well. It is the future of battery technology. Yeah, it is. Uh, and Nissan th is starting a prototype uh, assembly plant. They, they're saying that by 2027 or 2028, 
they will have uh, solid state batteries rather than lithium batteries in all their electric vehicles. Huh. And, and you remember, Nissan was really the first mass producer. I think that I don't think I think Tesla was really the first one in the 21st century. Uh, to make electric cars, but the Nissan Leaf was really the first kind of mainstream car. Uh, the mm -hmm. early edition ones weren't terribly great, but they've been at it for quite some time. So what this means is uh, these batteries should produce a lot more energy uh, by weight. There'll be about a third of the weight of uh, current lithium battery packs, uh, and they should be able to charge quite a bit faster, and the cost of them is about half uh, of what current battery packs are. So, you know, I... I I, I, I know that at some point in my automotive owning career, I'm going to get an electric car. I'm just kind of personally waiting for the technology to get a little bit better. Yeah, and I've been too. following it closely. Um, you know, as gas gets more expensive, and that can go up and down. But I really do think that this is the future, and it's it's fascinating to see. This is probably the the best thing about capitalism is it breeds competition, which breeds ingenuity. Uh, and as a dealer, uh, well, I'm not a dealer. My name isn't on the building. But one of the, the, the challenges that this is going to cause auto dealers is the low maintenance of, of electric vehicles. I mean, there's so fewer moving parts. Uh, I got a picture, and maybe you can post it online. It's a picture of a Tesla engine uh, right next to a BMW X5 engine. And, you know, the BMW looks like a Frankenstein monster. There's just parts and wires and stuff all over the place. And the, uh, you know, the Tesla is just, it kind of looks like a little go-kart engine. So Internal combustion engines, yeah, they're a little too complicated for their they are. good I mean, sometimes. And engineering has done a great job developing those. If you look at what uh, engines were like when I was a kid in the muscle car era, these there were seven and a half liters, and they, you know, they made 300 horsepower. Every once in a while, you can get them more than that. But Toyota is going to introduce a new hot rod Corolla this fall that makes 300 horsepower out of 1.5 liter three-cylinder engine. I mean, it, it is—it's amazing what they've been able to engineer out of internal combustion. But three-cylinder—that's interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, yeah. their idea is to make it as light as possible so the car is faster. It's. It's a niche car. They're not going to build that many of them. It's wow. like a Subaru WRX STI competitor. Uh, but for dealers, you know, the, the the big source of our revenue is what happens on the other side of the showroom, which is the service department. And with very, very few components uh, comparatively in an electric vehicle and what they call OTA updates. So, you know, in the past, if you needed an update to a software system in your car, and this is already happening in a fair number of uh, brands, currently uh, uh, the customer can just you know get a no notification from the factory. We've got to upgrade to your engine management system, park your car outside overnight, and we'll do it all over the air. I mean, it's, it's cool. It's great mm -hmm. for consumers, but dealers are going to have to figure out how to adapt to this because, you know, there's not going to be a future where margins go up and expenses go down it's it's just it's always the race to the other way well solid state might actually make uh expenses go down yeah so well i mean for the no but i mean for the for the dealer it won't uh you know the cost oh, of real I estate taxes employees all mm. the stuff that you have to pay for as a as a retailer uh, to stay in business that's that's not going to go down but well the, but like, the cost what? of maintaining the cars will which is uh, once we get happen. into the Jetsons era of cars, where cars can fly, 
Well, we're so not instead far. Of, instead of parking them in two dimensions, you got three dimensions to store them. So, you know, you can park them up as far as you want. Well, and, and honestly, that's what a lot of people think the future dealerships will look like. They won't be, you know, 10-acre parking lots. I'm surprised they haven't already, like the car vending machines, basically, but yeah. more practical. Well, we'll see. That I mean, that's going to be tri triggered by what the manufacturers decide to do. And, and that might be the way that it looks in the future, is that you'll have test drive vehicles and you can order cars and they'll show up later. I think mm -hmm. the problem with that is Amazon and every, all the other smart retailers in the world have trained the public to expect stuff instantly. I bought something yep. on Amazon, yes, two days ago, and it said, we'll show up by 6 o'clock same day. And I was kind of pissed when it showed up at 10. <laughs> yeah. Well, God, I remember, I'm not even that old, and I remember when it was 6 to 8 weeks whenever you ordered something. Tom, so. let me ask you a question. You're probably, I, I, not probably, you are the first person I know that, that bought an electric car, and that had to be, what, mm -hmm. 15 years ago? What what led you to do that? Well, I just thought it was, you know, look, I, we had just started building our house out there in Golden Valley, and we tried to get that uh, to allow them to put a charging station and put uh, receptors up on the roof. And they said, absolutely not. You cannot do that. Uh, there's no question. We, we tried to live very clean lives. Huh. And I thought it was a really cool little car. And I thought, well, if we can, you know, if I don't have to burn any gas. Yeah, it was, it was the very first year of the Tesla. I was the very first Tesla owner in the state of Minnesota, as a matter of fact. That, that's, so, so you were going to go all environmental. and, and the, the Yeah, solar, and that was 15, 20 years ago. The Homeowners Association was <laughs> put the solar panels up. Was that what it was? Yeah, we're going to put the solar panels, going to charge it all up, got the charged car. And yeah, that, I believe, was 2000, was it Five 15? or six, I think. Yeah. yeah, no, it was five or six, Tom. This oh, was five or six. This was right oh, after okay, we so it was five. Valley. Yeah. It was five. You're absolutely yep. right. It was 2005, was so that was ago. almost 20 years ago already. And by the way, all of the, my buddies over there on that certain, you know, political bent, I get zero credit for that. You know what's so great about that? And again, I'm not trying to brag here. It's just so funny that all these people 20 years, 30 years later, we were the first morning show in the country to hire you know, basically everybody on the show was either black, a woman, or a Jew, and then me. <laughs> That's who was on the show, right? It would have been a great name. That's actually more catchy than the morning show. I mean, we literally brought two black men, not one, but two black men onto the show. Women, an Asian woman, Mae Young, would pop on the show once in a while. Mike Gelfand, uh, you, you came on with Tony Lee. I mean, it, I turned it basically into North Minneapolis. You know, because that's what yeah. I was comfortable with. We had a North Minneapolis morning show. And then we, you know, I, I figured, well, we'll live clean. Uh, we'll get our house all teed up. Uh, it'll be, uh, you know, charging stations and all that stuff. I'll buy an electric car. I really went all out trying to live the life that everybody now, 20 years ago, they're trying to do all that stuff now. And, and Catherine and I get zero credit for that. Nobody well, gave a rat's ass, and they still don't. I'll give you my, my, <clears throat> my favorite first ever... Uh, on the on any radio station deal that I thought was hysterically funny was your trans friend who did the first uh, yeah. transgender traffic report. And for those of didn't haven't heard it before, <clears throat> Lauren comes on. He goes, uh, "This is Lauren, and I'm here to do the traffic report." Steve Winwood will be touring in Europe this summer. If you don't know who Steve Winwood was, he was the, the guy that started the English band called Traffic. It was very tongue in cheek and incredibly funny. 
Yeah, well, we had a white man who had become a woman. We had a black woman who had become a man. We had Lauren come on and do it. We did all these things decades before anybody else did, and nobody to this day gives a rat's ass because they weren't part of it. They don't want to give anybody credit for, for seeing something 20 years before they did, do they? I don't think that's what it was. I, I think, what do you think that's what I think, think that you don't fit the typical left-wing, uh, uh, Ivy League, educated There's not enough patches on liberal. your elbows, tweed jackets. You don't jacket. drive the green Volvo. You're not going to the, you know, whatever correct rally is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're, pro- you're relatively politically incorrect, and so I think that's what, why you get whitewashed. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's just well, my opinion. Know, if, I don't know if it's right or not. If, if there's one thing that we've learned from cable TV is that people will go to great lengths to have their biases confirmed. This is very true. <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah, that, if that, you, if that you is click around, around enough, you can find a channel that believes what you believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, well, I will tell you, and, and Mike, Mike Gelfand will tell you this very quickly, Andy, uh, that when I first brought Mike on the show, people bitched like, man, what are you bringing that Jew on for? God, he's a pain. Remember that, Mike? Oh, the, the reaction well, you got from coming that, on the show. But I remember, like, it had been about two weeks since I had uh, come on the show, and I got a call from the other side. I got a call from the oh, head yeah. of the Anti-Defamation League. <laughs> and he said, you know, you got you to stop talking about you got to stop talking about being Jewish. You know, you're, and I said, well, uh, what, do you, what do you mean? He said, well, you know, there's a, there's a smoldering fire out there, and you're pouring gasoline on it. And I said, wow. yeah, you know, I, I think that maybe in the, in the long run it's kind of good to just, you know, to come right out in the open and be willing to talk about things. And he said, uh, he said, uh, well, you're going to have to make a decision. You know, you're either you're either going to be a radio personality or a Jew. And I said, yeah, I'm going with radio personality. <laughs> yeah, call Howard Stern and shut the F <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but there again, I mean, he was doing his job, right? I and, suppose, and I was yeah. doing mine. Yeah. Yep. So I didn't but hold I never... it against him that he called, but I just didn't see it his way you know what's so funny about that looking back at it now mike and 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 doug and andy and everybody is i didn't even realize what i was doing was recreating my neighborhood i wasn't thinking about that at all i just thought i know this guy and this guy i know this person over here i just basically put north minneapolis on the radio and a lot of people didn't like it some people absolutely loved it thought it was wonderful but i wish people would look back and go that was a mistake the first place I lived was on, you know, Newton Avenue North. Right, right. Uh, Mark Rosen. Let's not forget Mark Rosen was a big part of the show right away. I just... Yeah. Marianne wait, wait, Sullivan. Wait, wait. Mark Rosen's black? Yes. I don't know if you... You didn't know that, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. He hides it Mary. very well. He does. He passes better than most. We also hired women much more quickly and at a higher pace than anybody else did. Nobody cares about that either. It's just weird. Yeah. Eh, whatever. At least we did it. I don't need to stand and go, look what we did. I'm just bringing it up because 20 years later, everybody still ignores that fact because they were, you know, had their heads up their ass while we were making progress. And, you know, what it, it's just weird. The whole thing just got very, very weird, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Boys, I think oh, yeah. we're at the end of our hour. We are? Yeah. We might be. It's actually been, we're over a little bit, and that's always a good sign. Mike, I will text you or call you next yeah. week. And, and uh, we'll have yeah, we'll figure Mike, it out. We'll have the band in the studio next Thursday for 
back-to-back uh, uh, -back shows, the Tom Bernard Family Podcast and Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Thanks for listening, and tune back in next week. <laughs>